Welcome to today's broadcast of Kingdom Authority with your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Tune in each Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Blog Talk Radio through Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Follow Dancia on Facebook at Dancia Jones-Morris or DanciaJ.com. You can also call your hosts and guests at area code 646-668-2413. Thank you for joining Kingdom Authority. And now here's your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Kingdom Authority, power, Good evening and welcome to Kingdom Authority. I am your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. So happy to be here tonight with you. Thank you so much for joining Kingdom Authority with me on tonight. This is definitely the day that the Lord has made, and I'm certainly glad, and I'm going to rejoice in it. He's been great. He's been wonderful, so kind. He is a loving God. He is merciful, and I just adore him. Let me just tell you something tonight. This is the opportunity for you to take authority in your territory, go into uncharted territories, and utilize the giftings that God has given you. He has given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And let me tell you something, we have the power to go in in the name of Jesus. I am super excited about tonight's broadcast. Tonight's broadcast, I Gotta Be Alone. I Gotta Be Alone. And I want you to stick with me as we navigate through this on tonight. Let me tell you something, there is a time in life where you have to make the decision that this one, I got to do it alone. This one, I got to make sure that I get what I'm supposed to get. I got to get, I got to make sure this season of my life, this falls off and never returns. I got to make sure I have the transformation that I need in this season of my life to get to my destiny. I'm telling you, this is a profound word and it's somewhat transparent on tonight, but let's go before the throne of God and let's get right into tonight's um, lesson. I got to be alone. Father, we just thank you. We bless you and we praise you. Thank you for being El Shaddai. Thank you for being the God that is more than enough. Oh, God, we bless your holy and righteous name. There is nobody like you. Mm-mm-mm. No one can compare to how great you are. You are the great I am. You are the the holy one of Israel. You are the ancient of days. Thank you for being ancient. <laughs> no one can compare to you. I don't care how old we get, we'll never be able to compare to how long, to infinity, to eternal. And we thank you, O oh God. We thank you for being the eternal God that you are. We thank, thank you for being our rock and our shield, our buckler, our leaning post that we can lean on. You are our strong tower. Thank you, O oh God, that you are ever-present. Hallelujah. We thank you, O oh God, that you are who you are. Thank you for being Jehovah, Yahweh. Ha, hallelujah. We thank you, O oh God, for you being Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for being so wonderful. You are our Savior. Yes, you are. I appreciate you for being the 
refuge that I can run and hide to. Hide, you hide me in your pavilion, the secret of your tabernacle. Thank you, oh God, that we have a place that we can run to. Woo! Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, that you are, you speak to us. You're a listener. You're a great listener. And yet you're the great speaker. You're the great physician. You're the great lawyer. You're the great companion. You're our comforter. And you are our strength. Hallelujah. You are our healing. Ah! You're our righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for being Savior, our salvation. Thank you for being Yahweh. Hallelujah. There was none compared to you. There is absolutely no one compared to you. Every time I go to you, every time I go to you, I can run in and be safe. And every time I pray, I hear you. Thank you, oh God, for speaking to us. Thank you, O Lord, for sheltering us. Thank you for being our peace. There is no companion like you, can never be. And you are our God, and that's who we call you. We call you God. Hallelujah. Thank you for being who you are. We thank you, O God, that you are our great companion, and you know just what we need. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into this word, and we say, that we want to hear from you. We want to know, Lord, unveil, unveil and reveal the mysteries of your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, O oh God. Oh, what a wonderful God he is. I'm excited about tonight's um, teaching. Um, you have me tonight. Isn't that wonderful? You have me tonight. And we're just going to go to the word. This is for those who are navigating through an alone time and those who have navigated and will get to evaluate how we went through that process. And for those who are not necessarily in it, but you see yourself getting ready to go into that alone time or God is calling you into that alone time. And I want to I wanna talk. I'm just going to talk. I hope I'm just going to talk tonight, but whatever God says, that's what I do. Um, that's what I want to find myself doing, and that's my, my prayer is that I can be obedient to what he says. So I, I want to start off first um, letting you know we're going to be in Matthew 9th, 9th chapter, around the 20th verse I think we're going to start around. The main verses are actually 24 to 26, but I think I'm going to start with the 18th verse, Matthew 9, 18 through 26, Matthew 9, 18 to 26. So just, you know, get prepared for that. For those of you have who have sent me messages in regards to, you know, this particular topic of being alone, um, I decided to do this broadcast alone. <laughs> alone as far as me, but never alone because God is there. So I, I want to start off this. You may feel lost and alone, but God knows where you are and has a good plan for your future. You've just got to know that. Anytime he does something, he has a plan for your future. So if you feel lost, if you feel alone, I dare you to run into his hiding place because that's where you will find who you are and who God is to you because he knows where we are. He knows all about us. He knows, he knows everything about us. I want to read something else. The soul that sees beauty 
may sometimes walk alone. Because so many people look at life in such a negative way, and I want to talk about alone and the beauty of it. Because so many people look at life in such a negative way, they always got something negative to say, a negative spin on something. It's not really good. It's like, you know, they try to put, a, you know, thoughts in your head and so forth. And we, we've got to live according to this word. God's word is not negative. His word is life, and it brings life. And our words should bring life. There's wisdom, but we have to live with life. And, and, and this living is so that we can go sometimes into our alone times so that we can serve others, so that we can give to others, so that we can have relationships, so that we can do the will of the Lord. How can he use our hands, our feet, our eyes, our, 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 our mouth, ears, our hands, our fingers, our knees, all that how can he use the, the, the money that he gives us, the things that he gives us, if we never relate with people, if we rarely relate with people? We have to spend some time alone, find out what God needs us to do individually, and then we can operate collectively. The beauty of things, seeing the beauty of things, causes us sometimes to walk alone because this world is so negative because you do know the prince of the air is the enemy. And so he puts those um, negative thoughts in the, in the airwave frequencies and causes it to bounce back and forth in the air, hitting us, people walking around, and then you see people passing each other, not saying a word, looking at each other crazy sometimes, got something grumpy on them, you know, mean faces, because all that negative stuff, that demonic and evil stuff is in the air. And so I want to talk tonight about the beauty of being alone so that we can get in touch with God, have an encounter with him in order for us to do the, word, the, the will of the Lord in our lives, operating authority in our territory. That's so critical. So being alone at times is critical. I want to read Matthew, the ninth chapter, and so hopefully you're there, the ninth chapter. I've got to be alone. I've got to be alone. The ninth chapter, um, and we'll start at the 18th verse. Let's start there. This is such a rich scripture and how it, the Lord, how it unfolded to me this week took me to this topic tonight. Verse 18 in the New King James Version, while he spoke, while Jesus spoke, these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshiped him, saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. The men of God went with the man of God, <laughs> or went with God, I should say. And suddenly, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I 
listen, to, I need you to catch the verbiage. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Verse 23, when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, now flute players and, and noisy crowds, normally that means celebration. The Bible says wailing. He said to them, Make room, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, Jesus. They ridiculed Jesus. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went out into all that land. Listen, people of God. When I read this, I immediately went to a movie that's called Get Out. Some of you all may know the movie. It's called Get Out. I couldn't watch the movie because I don't do horror nor scary movies. But there is a picture of an African-American young male sitting in a chair with his eyes wide open, tears running down his cheeks, as if he was fearful of something. That was enough for me not to see the movie, but I was intrigued. Let me be clear, though. This guy was not just sitting. He was strapped to a chair, and terror really gripped him because of the secrets. This is what I'm told. The secrets um, in his girlfriend's family house. So he went to the house with his girlfriend, and in this house, he found terror and was finding out secrets of this family. So they really got him because even the brave at heart for him to go into this place, I don't know if you've seen the movie or not, but certain looks of a house, I won't even go into. That's me. You do what you want to do. I won't even go into but this movie, the title Get Out, is so interesting as it relates to this scripture because there is such a huge variance in getting out for a reason of fear as opposed to for a reason of great purpose. Let me say that again. This movie Get Out, this title Get Out, it's interesting how it related to this because that was the immediate thing that I heard when I read this scripture. And the movie was talking about fear, but in the scripture, it was referring to having great purpose or great miracle or great uh, 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 a wonderful situation, whatever the case. In this movie, the young English um, Daniel Kaluuya, he's African, in his leading role, the role he plays is Chris Washington. He knew that his role was not one of pursuit of happiness. This wasn't a pursuit of happiness when he wanted to get out. 
but rather it was to escape the horror that existed in the house. I, please follow me on this. I thought this was profound. So he wanted to get out because there was horror in the house, things that he didn't really want to encounter. It was something that he didn't want to have to face. He didn't want nothing to do with it. And so he wanted to leave everybody, get alone, and get out. Not the case of this scripture. <laughs> there are times when we have to leave a person. We got to leave a place. We got to leave a situation due to bad. And there's sometimes we got to leave it because of good. Either way, we got to get out. Either way. And I'm sure Chris in this particular movie also didn't feel the need to have the company of something or someone or the situation um, from that house. He, he didn't feel like it was going to be good for him. So he had to get away for it for, I guess, a good reason so he could live. But he was getting away from a bad situation. In the scripture, though, it's so, it's so profound because what it brought to me was that there are times we have to make a decision. You've got to get out, get people out of your way, out of your life, out of your situation. You've got to get people or get things or places out of your system. You've got to get some substance, some foreign thing out of your system. And that requires sometimes that you go at it alone. It requires at times that we do it alone. But when we do it, we don't do it for the wrong reasons. We're doing it for the right, for the right um, destiny, for the right reasons, the right destiny to get us to our place to operate with authority in our territory. Let me make, let me set this up so you'll understand. I want you to understand a few things about alone first. Now, when we think of the definition of alone, it means separate. And so, show you, I'm going to show you how righteous this is. Separate, sometimes even isolated from others. Alone is to the exclusion of all others or all else, all things. Alone is unique, being unique, unequaled, and unexcelled. To leave alone is to allow someone to be by him or herself. It's to refrain from annoying or interfering with. Now, I'm not going to touch on all of those, but I want you to get an understanding of alone. Hear this. Never did you hear in here in these descriptions that alone meant lonely. It didn't mean, alone doesn't necessarily mean without um, good mental health, without um, without joy, without peace. Alone simply is a state either of mind or in physical, a physical state. So I want you to understand it's separated. 
let me show you the righteousness in this. In this scripture, whew, this is so profound to me. In this scripture, it taught me you have to know when to be alone. Knowing when to be alone is probably the most pivotal decision any person will have to make in their life. Knowing that it's time to give up, let go, get out, get away from, go to, is a pivotal decision in anyone's life. But you have to know how to be alone. Some of us make the decision to be alone, to go through, get away from, or whatever the case. But then we, where, we, where we suffer, where we have the breakdown, is with the knowing how is with the how to be alone. And God took me through this on last year and some of this, the beginning of this year, and then different parts of my period of time in my life, but I didn't know how to navigate through it. And he, he began to show me this, um, of this lone, of this alone time, but I wasn't lonely. Um, I chose to be lonely because I didn't know how to navigate with it. Oh, help me, Lord Jesus. I fell into loneliness because I didn't know how to navigate through this. There are periods in our life that we have to choose to be separated from. Listen to me, people of God. I'm telling you, anyone listening, listen listen to me. There are times where we have to show our uniqueness. There are times when we have to be in a place where we just excel above the norm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We have to exclude ourselves from some things at times. Look, I'm not talking about isolation. That's not what this word is. But rather a period of time of regrouping, refreshing, and resetting. Get those words. This is a period of time maybe set, maybe undetermined because God leads you, of regrouping, refreshing, and resetting. This is so good. There are times in our life where we have to get a new mindset, times in our life where we have to get our feelings in check, times in our life where we have to focus on me, where we have to focus on I, where we have to focus on what I, what, what is me, I'll say it that way for some of us, what are we going to do individually so that we can get to the place that we need to be in? Listen, listen, um, there's so much that happens. What happens when you find yourself alone? First of all, I haven't forgotten the scripture. First of all, there's an adjustment period. The adjustment period the woman with the issue of blood, kind, we saw the tail end of what she went through. But the adjustment period for most is fear, doubt. Then as a result, they're coming to depression. Some have relief. Some have joy. And I want you to understand, we have to talk about the, the, the greatness of being alone for a period of time because we need one another, but there's periods of time we have to retreat in order for us to reset, 
and refresh and rejuvenate and relax <laughs> and for God to unfold his mystery, to unfold his will, to speak to us, to nurture us, to love us, for us to love on him. There's times where we need to not fear the alone period. I'm telling y'all what I know now. And so what I found out is that one out of three Americans from a study that I read um, of today and I believe it was AOL, about 2,000 people, um, they did a study, and one out of three Americans, they feared being alone. Do you know why we fear being alone? Because we do not understand how to navigate through alone, and our definition of alone is, is twisted. Our definition of alone is twisted because when you understand Understand alone time. You'll understand that it's a set period of time. Jesus showed us. He went to the garden to pray. He went to the mount and was tempted. There were times when Jesus was alone, but for the most part, he associated himself and had relationships with people. Are y'all listening to me? So it is so critical to understand and redefine your alone. Your alone is not loneliness. Your alone is not to be feared. Your alone is the period of time that starts a transformation within you. That transformation then gets you to a point where you can, you can <laughs> do the things that are needed for God. I don't jump to the end, but let me get back to the scripture. There are times where we have to learn how to navigate through the alone time. In the scripture, I have to go back to verse 18, but I want you to get, there was a man, a ruler, not just any man, a ruler came to him. Even the rulers knew to, who to go to, came to Jesus, and he, first of all, he did the, the, the right thing. The first thing you do is bow down, worship, humble yourself, worship. Give adoration to the one that deserves it, Jesus. And he said, my daughter has just died. Listen, listen, Jesus, but come, and if you can just lay your hand on her, I know she's going to be fine. She's going to live. And so Jesus went to go follow him. People of God, here comes, as he's going to the house, the ruler's house, here comes this woman. Listen to the verbiage. Suddenly, a woman, woman, not women, who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, what dawned on me just with that, normally women, I understand what was going on. She couldn't be around people. People probably didn't want to be around her. But normally when we look in to get a blessing, we're normally trying to get around some folk, you know, take me to the to the altar. Can you pray with me? You know, um, I need to go do this, and can you, can you go with me? Um, and we start talking. I'm talking about women right now because I don't know what men do, what they, you know. But for women, we try to get some, someone together so we can have a partner. I know in the club, I used to go to the, the bathroom with, with um, another female for safety reasons, mostly, um, or 
because you didn't want to be bothered by somebody. Y'all, y'all feel me? You didn't want to be bothered by somebody, so you figured if you had your friend with you, he couldn't get to you, you know, at the time, or that person you didn't want talking to you couldn't get to you. Or if you had beef with somebody, um, you, you know, if two of y'all were together, less likely they're going to jump you in, in the bathroom. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. So normally women hang. And this woman was trying to get a blessing. And I don't know about you, but when I'm getting blessed, I normally have a couple of people that want to be around me because they know I'm blessed, so I'm going to get blessed. But this woman had nobody. She was by herself. And so she had to talk to her own self. I want you to listen to this. She was put in a lone situation where she had an issue of blood. The doctors weren't there. I don't know if she had a husband, but he wasn't there. No children were there. Her brothers, sisters, mama, daddy, cousins, nieces, nephews, nobody was there. And she said to herself, if only, oh, my God, I may touch his garment. She was alone, the people of God, but she encouraged herself and said, I shall be made well. She didn't have somebody else. She had no more money. If you read the other scriptures, I believe it's Luke. If you read the other scriptures, she didn't have any more money. Spent all she had is what the Bible says. She spent all she had on doctors and all that good stuff, and they've taken her money, knowing they couldn't heal her. So she encouraged herself, if I can get to the man that's been performing the miracles, I know that I can touch his garment. Only if I can just touch his garment, I shall be made well. Knowing how to navigate during your alone time requires you to learn how to, to, to find the one who is Jesus Christ who can do the best thing for you, who can heal you, who can comfort you, who can protect you, who can hide you, who can shield you, who can reveal his word to you, who you can pray with, who you can cry with, who you can fall out with, who you can snot with, who you can confess your sins with. That's what you had to do. She knew who she had to go to. You've got to know who to go to during your alone time, because if not, that's when it becomes loneliness. And then secondly, you got to know how to encourage yourself in the Lord, because of the Lord, with the Lord, as a result of who the Lord is in your life. And she says, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. She said, I don't need anybody else to do it. I got to do this one alone. Oh, my goodness. I know they can't be around me no how, so I got to do it alone. If you gird up yourself, your mind, stop your crying, stop your whimpering, stop saying you're sorry for yourself, and get out of your pity state and learn how to navigate and find who Jesus is and find who God is, the one who loves you, who is there with you anyway, and then encourage yourself on what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, because God is revealing it to you in your alone time. I'm telling you, during this time, it requires you to get the oomph. To not be whippish. You can't punk out during this time. This is a time where you have to say, I, I've been put in this situation. Now I have to get to God. I have to get to the one, my Savior, my deliverer, my hiding place, my buckler, my shield, my protector, my God. That's who I have to get to. And I know I will be made well. This is for the people you've been put in an alone time. 
You didn't ask for it. You didn't choose it. You didn't want it. It came to you. You got the disease. You got the, you got, <laughs> it's on you now. You got the cancer. You got the diabetes. You've got the, you've got the, um, whatever it is. You've been put in a place where you're in, you're in solitary confinement. Whatever it is, you've been put out. You're on the street. You don't have a job. You don't have a. You don't have children. You're by yourself. Your mama, your daddy, your sisters, brothers. Your, you don't have no children. Whatever you've been put in the situation, you didn't ask for it. You didn't want it, but you're put in there. Well, buckle up, because you're on in for a ride of your life if you learn how to navigate through this alone time. There requires this time requires prayer. This time requires knowing how to pray. This 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 time requires specific prayers. This time requires transparency. This time requires you to go to God, let him know your real feelings, humble yourself before him, go and be persistent. I'm not talking about backing down, listening to his voice, inclining your ear to him as he inclines his ear to you, not getting puffed up, not getting mad, but humbling yourself. Lord, it's me. I messed up. I didn't didn't want to be in this situation. I'm a little mad about it, but God, if you can give me the right heart to deal with this, ah, let me tell you, I'm in the same room when I had to lay on my face and say, God, whatever you want, however you want to do it, I'll give up whatever I need to give up. But Lord, if you just don't leave me, because I feel like I'm lost and not found, I need you to do it within me. Lord, I'm sorry. What can you do to help me, oh God, so I can serve you better? Oh Lord, what can I give you for all your many benefits? And then a change. It went into, Lord, I thank you for this season. I thank you for this time. I thank you, oh Lord, that you're my righteousness. Thank you, oh God that you are my strong tower. Thank you for being my healer, my protector, my Lord, my Savior. You are genuine in my life. You're the host of hosts. You're the, <laughs> you are the God of God, and you're the Lord over my situation. Thank you, oh God, that you have you, you sent your son Jesus to die for me. Thank you, oh God, that you're my comforter. My prayer shifted. When my prayer shifted, then I began to encourage myself. I began to speak to myself. I didn't need a whole bunch of people doing it because I had learned who I was because when you worship him in a lone time, in a lone situation, he knows I can trust you. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Because normally people fall into depression. They fall into, oh, nobody loves me. Woe is me. A pitiful say. No, not us, not the most, not the children of the most high God. When we find ourselves alone, we need to sing a new song. Oh, you're not hearing me. I said, you need to sing a new song. We need to sing a new song. We have to rejoice. And again, he said to rejoice. <laughs> That's when you've been put in a situation of alone. Now, there's another situation. There's another situa situation, let me tell you. There's another situation where you have to know who to kick out of your life. Who to get, listen, you got to know when somebody shouldn't be in your life, when something shouldn't be in your life, when a situation, when you got to get out of a place, that's the time you got to say, get out. There's certain times when you say, I got to be alone. There's sometimes times where you just end up being alone, but there are other times 
where you just have to tell somebody to get out. And you have to say it like you mean it. You can't, you can't do no wimpy. I just, I just need you to get out. No, no. Let me tell you, what I needed to do one day is tell them, get out. I didn't say him. Tell them. Tell them. Get out. I don't want you around me. This is not the time because what you bring into me is not what I need. What you bring into me, girl, is not what I need. You tripping, I don't got time for that. You trying to put me in a bad place, a headspace, and I don't got time for you. I don't got time for you trying to make me seem like I'm doing something wrong on my job. You're not doing that to me. Oh, no, get out. Get away. Get out of my section. Get away from me. I don't want you around me, or you walking out. But there's times where you got to tell somebody, get out. What did Jesus do in this scripture? I want you all to hear this. Um, when Jesus came into the ruler's house, Listen, verse 23, and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing. I told you they were supposed to be celebrating. Normally that's what all that's for, celebration. He said to them, make room for the girl is not dead but sleeping. Cool about this. And they ridiculed him. The people that disrupt you the most, listen to this. When someone is disrupting you, when you're getting ready to walk into a, a your miracle, walk into a state of miraculous power, walk into your territory with authority, you got to take authority over them and say, get out. What Jesus said, and the Bible says, but when the crowd was put outside, <laughs> that's when he went in. And then he took her by the hand. This is when he performed the miracle. And the girl arose. Let me relate that to your life. When you make the decision to put something, someone, some situation, something within you even, and tell it to go, the thing even within you, and tell it to go, get out, that's when your miracle happens. Honey, women of God, let me help you understand. This scripture was about two situations. It's funny because when I read on into verse 27, it says two blind men, and when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Listen to me. In this particular passage, it just dawned on me there was a woman by herself look, going towards Jesus. There was a girl in, put in a state of sleeping, the, Jesus said, by herself is when Jesus came to her. The woman touched Jesus on her own. Nobody had to do it for her. Nobody pushed her into him. Nobody said, go to him. She said, if I could but touch. And then we have a girl in the room alone because God needed Jesus to do something miraculous to women. But when we come down, trying to make nothing, I'm just saying what's in here. There's two men that came to Jesus. He said, son, they have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Not one time did he say to the women, Y'all hear me, women of God, I need you to be encouraged on this. Men, I got you later. But for women, right now, not one time did he question the woman, but he said, you're healed. Not one time did he question the girl. If she was sleeping, she could probably hear him with her, with her, sub, her subconsciousness or whatever it's called. I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. Not, I don't know a lot of stuff. Whatever, psychologist. Not one time did he question them. What he did, it says, your faith has made your whole, oh, God, I'm just going to heal you. But he asked the man, do, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Women of God, there's something within us. 
That's why we bruise um, um, the devil's head. We stump on it. He's under our feet because when we we decide to do this thing and go this thing alone, something happens to us that causes us to rise up and listen. God inclines his ears unto us. I want to encourage every woman here who's been alone. You have no husband. You have no children. Or you may have children and no husband to help you. You may be alone and you have nothing. Elderly women, you may feel alone, but you are not. You, you don't have to be in loneliness. God has your back, honey, but you've got to tell some things to get out. Some things you've got to do alone. If you want this thing, God has you. I'm telling you. And all you have to do is speak it. All you have to do is go into it. All you have to do is run into it. All you have to do is seek after it. All you have to do is be persistent and wait on the Lord. And I'm telling you, he will come into your room and he will heal. He will come into your presence and he will heal. He will come into your heart and he will heal. He will come into your very space and he will heal. He will come into the floor with you and he will heal. He'll be up in the bedroom with you, bedroom with you and heal you. You can be wailing in the in in, in, in the bathtub and in the shower and he will come up in there and heal your soul. Heal your aching. I'm telling you what I know. God has to Sometimes it takes us being alone. I said a period of time of our life, a period of time of our life. Now, I'm not saying that you will just, we have, we have to determine what alone is once again. The alone is not necessarily I live by myself. You just live by yourself. But you're not alone if you have interactions, if you have relationships. I'm praying right now for the people that have none of that that are isolated. I'm not talking about isolation. I'm talking about a long time where you understood getting to God's presence. I have to encourage himself. I have to encourage myself. Or God, um, can you get everyone away from me? Or I'm, go, I'm just going to tell them because the Bible says every, um, every, um, everyone that rises against me, we shall condemn. We condemn them. We have to say something. We have to do it. So you got to be able to tell people, get out so that God can do within me. And then you get yourself in order. We got to stay in order with God so that he can do the miraculous in our life. And when he does it, honey, you get on that ride where he's doing it, then you just flow. And, and, and you don't want anything distracting you from that ride. And you don't want to get into something that's going to take you off course because you want to say, you want to stay diligent in that thing. And that's why I, sometimes I don't have time for small talk because small talk sometimes gets my mind off of what God is doing. But it's so important to make sure you have alone time to get yourself on track. Praise be to God. I think I, I, think I finished everything that um, uh, I was supposed to say. I, I hope I did. I hope you got something out of that. Um, I want you to leave with this, and I'm going to pray first. Um, there's a couple of things I want you to leave with. There is, there is a quote that I want to make sure. Lonely is not being alone. It's the feeling that no one cares. So, and this is not about loneliness because God cares for us. It's about being a place where you and God can work out the plan he has for your life. 
And that's what we all have to do. Here's the time where we can work out the plans because he knows the plans. If he knows the plans, surely we can ask God about them. I've learned one thing about being alone. I get to know who I am. And many people don't know who they are, and that's why they have a hard time finding out where they're supposed to be because they don't know who they are. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you, oh God, right now that we can go through alone times and navigate them with prayer, with seeking your faith, with reading your word, getting to know who you are. And, Lord, as a result, we can look in the mirror and get to know who we are. We can see you. God, reflecting on you and get to know who we are. We are the chosen, the royal priesthood, priesthood with a head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Thank you, O oh God, that we that we have a tongue that can speak, Lord, and we can declare your word. We can declare those things that be not as though they are. Thank you, Jesus, that you have called us into a realm that is well beyond what our eyes can see. Woo, hallelujah. And so right now I pray for those who are living alone, God specifically who live alone, Father. Father, I pray protection for them, even in my own family. I pray protection for them in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, a covering over their minds, Father, to seek you, to interact with people, and that people will seek them and interact with them. I pray for for great conversations to happen between one of them, between them, oh God, that, Lord, that you will shield their minds. And, Father, for the young who are living alone. Some of them are on the streets, Father. Some older ones are on the streets even, Lord. I pray for those who are out there and they feel lonely. They don't know you. They don't know who they are, Father. Those who are suffering with mental illness, Father, help us to still love them, to show them what they need, to know, Lord, to feel, to understand that we represent you and that they see you, Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, for those who are navigating through this time of of alone time, that they will navigate well and that they will come out victorious, Father, not by their own standards, but your standards. Oh, God, our desires become what your desires are for us. And I pray, God, for those who are navigating in the mind and don't know how to pull out, don't know how to release things, don't know how to let go, that they learn how to let go, that that they learn how to let go and to move on and to move into you in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, and I thank you, God, for taking me through that time. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, God, I didn't understand. I didn't even like it, didn't even want to do it. But, Lord, and there was some fear that set in. But thank you, oh, God, that you show us not to have fear. Thank you, Lord, that you set me up where you took away the fear within that navigation, and you made it all so clear and wonderful and even better. So thank you, oh, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Ha! Thank you, Jesus. You are a keeper. Hallelujah. Nobody could do it but you. Thank you for all the nights, God. You woke me up early, early in the morning, God. Thank you, oh, Lord, for all the sleep I had. Thank you, oh, God, for all the meals I missed because it taught me something. Ooh, hallelujah. It taught me to run to you. Thank you, Jesus. And, Lord, you are my Savior. There is absolutely nobody like you. Teach us, oh, Lord, what to do. I pray, God, for the men and women who are trying to navigate. Let them be obedient to your word in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, 
Help us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So wonderful he is. Listen, I want to leave you with this closing quote on tonight by Lindsay Sterling. Y'all know I like quotes. Lindsay Sterling, sometimes being different feels a lot like being alone. Being different feels a lot like being alone. But when you're alone, it causes you sometimes, because you're different, it causes you sometimes to be alone. Don't worry about it. You shouldn't even care about that anymore. When I stopped caring about it, that's when God started showing me more of why he needed me different. Because there is, there is going to be a season in the time when we'll open up and demand will come for the gift that's in you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the time. And if not, just know you set something in order for somebody else to come after you who and the people will be prepared because they missed it. Oh, hallelujah. They missed it when you were alive. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. God's going to take care of it. It's not for us to, to right the wrong. It's for us to be obedient. Well, sometimes being different feels a lot like being alone. But with that being said, being true to that and being true to my standards and my way of doing things in my art and my music, everything that has me feeling very different, in the end, it has made me the happiest. <laughs> so when you see me doing something, and say, oh, that's just dancing, being dancing. I'm probably happy because I'm doing what God put me on this earth to do, how he wanted me to do it, and everything sets up in order. So it's me, and that's where I'm happy, Lindsay Sterling. I thank you all for joining me on this wonderful evening for Kingdom Authority. Um, Next week is still going to be phenomenal. Um, Please do like my page, Facebook page, Dancia Jones-Morris website is is starting to come together. You can come there and see what's going to be posted. Join me next Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. I'm excited about the word of the Lord that's coming on next next Sunday, 5 o'clock p.m., 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Kingdom Authority. Thank you again for joining on tonight. God bless you. Good night.